Hey everyone, this is Leela Sinha. Welcome to Power Pivot, the podcast version two. This is where we talk about business, leadership, ethics, community, and the way it all fits together. I'm glad you're here. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Today I want to talk about finishing things. I am, as of this morning, within very easy reach of finishing something. Specifically, I'm in very easy reach of finishing the Hindi course in Duolingo. Now, before you get all impressed, it does not have five units like so many Duolingo's courses do. It has two courses, two units. So it's less impressive than it might be if I were finishing, oh, I don't know, Scots Gaelic or Welsh. But do you know how long it's been since I've really finished something and felt like it was tied up well with a bow? Do you know how long it's been since I've had a sense of completion? Like, yes, that was finished the way I wanted it to be. I don't get to finish things in my life usually. I usually leave in a hurry with toilet paper sticking to one shoe as I rush out the door. I've had more breakup-driven moves than I care to count. Times when I thought I could trust that we were going to stay and figure it out, and that didn't turn out to be the case. So often, as an intensive, I lose interest 80% of the way through a project. I get to 80% and I can see the ending. I know how it could end. I know that it will end. I know that I could do it. And it's not interesting anymore. The puzzle is gone. The challenge and novelty have worn off. It's tarnished and faded. And my brain has already moved on to the next interesting puzzle, which is completely unrelated and does not lead to finishing this puzzle. And that happens over and over and over again so much that in my business, I highly recommend this, I hired somebody to do the last 20%. Because by the time it's at the last 20%, I can explain what needs to happen. And it's not creative work. It's not particularly interesting most of the time. And so I just want someone else to finish it. I will just want someone else to put it together and get it out there. Sometimes it does require a little of my input and then the process is slow as molasses. I still do it eventually, but it might take forever. And meanwhile, I'm busy doing other things, more creative things, things that are more interesting. Now, there's a whole judgment in our world about about how we aren't supposed to do that, how it is undisciplined and undignified and unrefined, un, 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 that we are not enough, that we are not good enough, that we are not, we are not adult enough, that there's somehow some valor in being willing and able to do the boring stuff to finish a thing. Guess what? There isn't. There is no moral superiority in doing the boring stuff to finish a thing. 
In fact, if the thing is not needed in the world, if it is purely pleasure, there's no moral superiority at all. If you want to have a stack of unfinished projects and objects, that's what we call them in knitting and crocheting and most of the craft world, UFOs, unfinished objects. If you want to have a stack of UFOs that reaches to the ceiling because you don't actually care if they get finished, you can do that. Do you know how many yard sales have unfinished needlepoints and knitting projects in them? I hear that some places even have swaps where you can go and pick up somebody else's unfinished thing that they're no longer interested in because they are process people. They're interested in the doing of it, but once the doing of it has been substantially completed, they are no longer interested. I myself have a sweater that I've been knitting since 2009. It has a somewhat complex and sordid history and there are reasons why it's hard for me to pick up that have nothing to do with the knitting itself. But also I just haven't put my sights on it and decided that finishing it is its own project, which is, by the way, the secret if you're an intensive to finishing things is to make the entire finishing process into its own project. Allow there to be enough time between most of the project and the end of the project that finishing the project feels like a whole new project. And then you pick it up and you can get 20%, 20% because this isn't theoretical physics. Eventually you get done. Eventually you get like 80% takes you almost all the way there. And then you do 80% of the remaining 20%. And then you do 80% of the remaining 20%. And then it's like, come on, just do two more stitches and this whole thing will be done. Also, I like to make friends who like to weave in the ends because I'm terrible with all those little bits of yarn or thread if it's sewing that hang off clothes. You'll notice if you see me wearing my homemade clothes that often there's a dangling thread from my cuff and another from my waist because I didn't bother to go back and tuck those, those threads in. I, I will eventually, but again, it might take forever. And I have to remember that it matters because that's not the part that matters to me. What matters to me is that I spent hours and hours and hours, days, months, in the case of the Banyan Project, figuring out how to make this garment. Because sewing and knitting, they're three-dimensional geometry and physics. And if, like me, you're very sensitive to the textures and the weights of fabric on you, sometimes there are also other kinds of ephemeral arts that allow you to find a thing that you can wear that also looks the way you want it to look. I have reset now the sleeves on the banyan three times, um, and I may have to set them again because there seems to be a wrinkle somewhere. Fortunately, fortunately, the sleeve is not integral to any of the rest of the process. Even if I put cuffs on the sleeves as I intend to do, finish the ends, round out the hem, if I decide that the sleeve is bothering me too much, I can clip it out and sew it back in at my leisure. One of the sleeves is doing fine. The other one, not so much. But see, this Banyan project was conceived with the idea that I would make the one that I'm making now as a wearable muslin, refine my pattern, figure out the fit, which I have done. And then once I figure this one out, the idea is, was, is, that I will buy ornate fabric and make myself one that makes me feel absolutely glorious because beige donated Ikea curtains just 
aren't cutting it. The other option, of course, is that I could embroider this one by hand, except that embroidery is not my art, and that feels like an insurmountable amount of embroidering. I'm less interested in decoration than I am in shape and form. So because I'm less interested in decoration than shape and form, and because I have the intensives 80% problem, I don't always finish things easily. So when I'm looking at this Hindi course and I'm about to finish it, now I know they're probably going to add more on at some point like they did to the Portuguese course and then I will be behind instead of ahead and that's fine because I would like to see the Hindi course built out. But meanwhile, I will finish it. I'm going to finish something and I am excited and unaccountably nervous about finishing things. And I feel like this is kind of where we are in the pandemic where where we're not sure about finishing things because the pandemic carries on. Much as we wish it would not, BA5 is incredibly contagious. And now we have monkeypox to contend with. And no, it's not just an STI. And when we confront all of those realities, it feels like we're never going to finish this project. Not only has this turned into a group project that we're failing because most of the group refuses to do the work, but now we're also in a group project where it just they just keep adding pieces to it and we've never hit the finish line. And the problem with that for all humans, but especially intensives, is that the finish line is where the dopamine is. Having nailed it is where the dopamine is. Knowing that you absolutely got it so right is where the dopamine is. And as we got older, we know we can't expect that dopamine from everything all the time. But we need some of it some of the time. I literally started working on my Hindi and Duolingo again after years of not because I needed dopamine and because I wanted to talk to my grandmother. But at least 50% of my consistency with Duolingo has been the dopamine. I'm just past 120 days, and I think I've used two streak freezes, which means that's a real 120 days-ish. I just keep showing up because my brain needs it. So in the middle of all of this, and as business owners, where we're constantly pivoting, we're constantly trying to figure out what COVID's next move is, what the economy's next move is, what are we going to do to support ourselves and our employees and our clients? How are we going to keep ourselves moving and our heads above water? And how are we going to make sure in the midst of all of this that we ourselves don't burn out because it's not just us relying on us? Although even if we were, that would be a good enough cause. And the answer is to deliberately find things that we can do well and to completion. And it doesn't matter what it is as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else. Coloring pages. If you like coloring, do coloring pages. If you like walking, walk. There's a one route that I walk, and when I walk it, I feel like I have done my walk, and I use that to feel like I'm doing something. 
dishes. Do all your dishes and then wipe down the sink. Even if the rest of the kitchen is a complete disaster, mine often is. Set a timer for five minutes of something, anything, and then just do that thing for five minutes. It doesn't have to be complicated, but it does have to give you the sense that you are capable of finishing something because that's what I'm realizing as I come to the end of this course and I'm actually like, okay, that's it. I can't keep doing this. It's not like I'm choosing to stop at this point. I cannot keep doing this because there's nothing else to do. So now from this point of completion, I have to choose what my next path is. Do I hire an Indian tutor? Uh, do I start studying with a different app? Do I go back to Rosetta Stone and see if they've improved their phone interface enough for me to use it? They probably haven't. What is it that I need to do so that I can continue to grow in this because I have completely outgrown the tool I was using. And that sense of standing at the end of the path and looking forward is remarkable. We don't often get to stand at the end of the path and look forward like that. especially in business, especially in entrepreneurship, especially in the middle of a pandemic and climate change and all of the other things that are happening in the world right now, it's very hard to get that, okay, that's behind me, now what feeling? But we need to have that. We need to build that up in ourselves and we need to invoke that for ourselves so that we can get some perspective and so that we can be nourished because as intensives, that's where our nourishment comes from. It's ironic because the 80% problem says that we get to 80% and then we're less inclined to do the remaining 20%. But the real sense of satisfaction, the real like, oh yeah, I can do this. I can trust myself. I can, I can change things in my world to a state of completion. That comes from the actual 100%. It can come from 100% that you've hired someone to finish for you. It can come from 100% that you swap with somebody else. It can come from 100% in any one of a number of ways, but we need to create that sensation, that experience for ourselves so that we know that it's possible. So that not only do we get the biochemical hit that we get from that, but also so that we trust each other and we trust ourselves. The more things I finish, the more trust I have in myself. The more trust I have in myself, the more able I am to take on creating solutions that we don't think are possible. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Power Pivot, the podcast. I'm your host, Leela Sinha. Thank you for listening. I offer gratitude for the earth and sky and the support and care of many who cross my path. Our post-production assistance is provided by William Jameson, and you can find him at jamesonav.net. You can find more of me and my work, including leadership consulting and keynotes, at intensiveinstitute.com.